Hello and thank you for joining us for this short time of the word. Um, we do this each day and uh, we've been emphasizing over the last few days the importance of really knowing God, knowing his word. And, and I've spent a lot of time on some of those things. Now, today I want to just cha change focus and get, start to get into some other things. And I want to just to start off with uh, Jesus' final instructions to his disciples but, uh, between the time that Jesus was raised from the dead and he, when he ascended up into heaven. Um, now, I believe there's some very important things that we need to see and understand in, in these final instructions. So we're going to look at, uh, I'm going to look briefly at all four of the Gospels and what Jesus emphasized and what the Gospel writers emphasize at the end uh, during this period of time, after Jesus was raised and before he ascended into heaven. Uh, and, and, and really, I believe the Gospels place and each gospel writer places the emphasis differently. And if you want a real full picture of what Jesus said and the instructions he gave his disciples during this period of time, we, we need to look at all four together. They're like pieces of a puzzle that when you put them together, you get the full picture. And uh, so let's let's briefly now, because because this is just a short 15 minute teaching, I'm not going to be able to go in depth into every one of these passages. I just want to give you an overview and I, and I want to and I want us to understand the emphasis and how all these different things are supposed to work together and what Jesus was trying to emphasize. Now, let's start in Mark. Uh, now, I'm, I'm, I'm going somewhere with this teaching, so just let's learn some good things here. You'll see some good things out of this as you listen, but listen through to the end because I want to stir something once I've covered all four of them. Now, Mark in Mark, let's, we're going to cover Mark first because his, what he records is more well-known than uh, a lot of the, what the other gospel writers record. Now, it's interesting because when you look at set of instructions and what Jesus said to his disciples during this period of time, you realize that the emphasis that each gospel writer focuses on is very consistent with the way they wrote their entire gospel. Um, see, in Mark, uh, Mark's gospel is a very evangelistic gospel. Uh, he doesn't go into a lot of details about a lot of the events. It's a short gospel. Many of the things that Mark covers, he covers them briefly and quickly. And, and he's trying to give people an idea of, uh, of, 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 of who Jesus is. In other words, he's preaching the gospel, but he's not going into the depth of it. He does on one or two events, but overall, his gospel is very evangelistic. And when he covers uh, Jesus' final words... Uh, in, in, in Mark 16, this is where he places his emphasis. So Mark 16, I'm just going to read one, of, one or two of the verses because, like I said, it's not my intention to get into the depth of everything. I want you to see this overview today. Mark chapter 16, verse 15, uh, it, it says, And he said to them, this is Jesus speaking, He said to them, Go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. Now, that very much encapsulates what Mark is focusing on here. He presents to us what is often called the Great Commission, and his emphasis is go and preach, go and preach to the unsaved. Now, there's some people who think that is all there is to the Great Commission, and that's because they've got their understanding of the Great Commission out of Mark's gospel. 
But like I said, there are four gospel writers. So let's let's look at all four of them and how they covered some of these things to get the full picture. Now, if you put the whole picture together, I believe it's really going to bless you and give you an idea of how we should be operating as a church. So Mark emphasized the evangelistic side, the preach the gospel. Now, Matthew, let's go to Matthew quickly. Matthew records also this period of time when Jesus, between his Jesus resurrection and Jesus ascension into heaven. But the emphasis that Matthew covers is different. Uh, he doesn't put as much emphasis on the evangelistic side. There is to a degree because he talks about all nations. But you see, again, like I said, what Matthew emphasizes is very similar to how he approached his entire gospel. The, the gospel of Matthew is known as a, the teaching gospel. Uh, and, and, and if you look at it, it's, it seems like Matthew was, was very much a teacher at heart, or certainly the way he wrote. Uh, he seems to approach things more from a teacher's perspective. Uh, he goes into a lot more detail and things, and, and he, he adds things in that Mark doesn't add in. Uh, in a lot of areas, I could point things out, and I, I, again, it's a short teaching, so I'm not going to. But if you notice, through Matthew's gospel, he covers large portions of the teachings of Jesus. And uh, that's why he's known as the teaching gospel. He takes time to establish who Jesus is in terms of the fulfillment of Old Testament prophecies. He goes into that. Mark doesn't bother with that as much. Mark is quick, preach the gospel, present Jesus. So Matthew is teaching focused. And at the end of his of Matthew, when he records Jesus's final words, this is where he places the emphasis. And that's why in Matthew 28, verse 19, it says, go therefore and make disciples of all nations. He doesn't just say preach, get them saved and leave them there. He emphasizes making disciples out of them. And in verse 20, he talks about teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you. Now, let, let's, let's just pause. We've looked at Matthew and Mark. I'm going to look at John and Luke in a minute as well. But let's ask ourselves, what is the Great Commission? What are we commissioned to, to do? Some people will say, well, all that's needed is to go reach the lost. That's all we've got to do. Well, those people haven't read the full Bible, or the full, even the full Gospels, leave it at that. Because that's not all we're told to do. That is part of the Great Commission. I'm not minimizing it. It's a vital, absolutely essential part of the Great Commission. So don't, I'm not minimizing it. I want you to see the full picture today. But Matthew emphasizes the need for people to be taught, to be trained, to be discipled. Once they've received Jesus, this is an important, that is, that is also fulfilling the Great Commission. See, sometimes people say, well, I'm out on the street preaching and you're teaching the Christians. I'm the one fulfilling the Great Commission, not you. No, 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 no. The whole Great Commission involved preaching, reaching the lost, and then training and teaching and discipling them up. This is, that's as much part of the commission from Jesus. That's why you've got to look at these Gospels together. Now, let's move on from there. And, and I'm going to skip Luke for now, and I'll come to Luke last. But let me mention John briefly. Let, let, let me show you John's emphasis. How did John approach the, the final period of time Jesus was on the earth uh, between his resurrection and his ascension. 
Now, it's interesting because John doesn't really record a lot of the words of what we would call the Great Commission. So it's easy for us to think well, John wasn't interested in that. No, 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 no. His emphasis, John is emphasizing something here that we need to capture. Now, John is often known as the, the apostle of love. Uh, and if you look through his, his, his gospel, one of the things he emphasized was love. And that follows through into his epistles. Uh, he talks, he, he has a real revelation of God's love for him. And then he also talks about our love for each other. Now, when, he, when John records the final time, words of Jesus, when he looks at the final events between Jesus' resurrection and Jesus' ascension, what John places the emphasis on, emphasis, emphasis on is love, forgiveness, and restoration. See, John shows how Jesus restored Peter and he forgave. And, and, and you'll find forgiveness is in the things that John emphasizes. What's he trying to show us? He's trying to show us how we are to fulfill the Great Commission. Matthew and Mark emphasized the what we must do. Preach, teach, make disciples. John emphasizes how we are to function, how we are to fulfill that. We are to represent the love of God, the forgiveness of God, and know how to show God's heart to restore people. Because the gospel is a message of reconciliation. Okay, so this comes out in John's gospel. What about Luke? What's Luke emphasize? Now, remember, if you really want to understand the gospel, bring them all together. Put the pieces of the puzzle together. We can't neglect any of this. This is how the church is to function as it fulfills the Great Commission. I'm only doing an overview today without going in depth. But listen to me what Luke emphasizes. Luke, one of the things Luke emphasized throughout his entire gospel was the Holy Spirit in the life of Jesus. He places more emphasis on the Holy Spirit than any of the other gospel writers. And he shows a lot through Jesus, even, even when talking about the birth of Jesus and the Holy Spirit will come upon Mary. He really spends time showing the practical working out of the Holy Spirit in the life of Jesus. Now, out of all of the gospel writers, Luke was the only one who wrote a second volume. In other words, he, he, he wrote his gospel, uh, the gospel of Luke, but he also wrote the book of Acts. So to really understand Luke's passion and heart and his emphasis, you, it's worth looking at Luke and Acts together. Because you find that Luke places a similar emphasis in Acts that he places in his own gospel in Luke. And, and, and that is the role of the Holy Spirit. So in Luke, he emphasizes the role of the Holy Spirit in the life of Jesus. In, in Acts, he emphasizes the role of the Holy Spirit in the church. And in fact, the very last chapter of Luke almost dovetails in with the very first chapter of Acts. And you'll find that Luke, he kind of ends his gospel with some things and he picks up on those exact same points as he goes into the book of Acts and he continues them on. So if you want to see uh, what Luke emphasizes about the final words of Jesus, you have to actually look at the last chapter of Luke and the first chapter of Acts because they're both recording the same events and they show that the emphasis of Luke. What was Luke's emphasis? Luke emphasized the role of the Holy Spirit 
in the fulfilling of the Great Commission. And, and see, whereas Matthew and Mark said, go, go, go preach the gospel. Luke suddenly says, wait, wait, wait. <laughs> and you look at it and you say, okay, which is it? Are we to go? Are we to wait? Because some of them are saying, go, 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 go. And Luke is saying, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> okay. Now, what Luke is trying to show us, and he emphasizes the fact that Jesus said to them, uh, and let me read this to you first of all out of Luke, Luke 24, verse 49. He says this, behold, I send the promise of my father. He refers to what he calls the promise of my father upon you. And then he says, but tarry, or that could mean wait in the city of Jerusalem and until, he doesn't say wait forever. He says, wait until, wait until you are endured with power from on high. See, Luke talks about, not only did Luke talk about the Holy Spirit in the life of Jesus, he emphasizes the role of the power, the ministry of power in Jesus. And you see that throughout his gospel. And as he ends his gospel, he, he places that emphasis showing his disciples, you need this too. What Jesus functioned in, that role of the Holy Spirit in the life of Jesus, the church needs it too. And Jesus showed us that it is to come upon us as well. It's not just for him and it's not just to start the church off. The emphasis is the role of the Holy Spirit and walking in that power of the Spirit. In fact, in Acts chapter 1, Luke picks up on that same point. He's still recording this period of time before Jesus ascended into heaven. Because in Acts 1, you see, he covers Jesus ascending into heaven. And he, he covers it a bit more in depth. Now, like I said, I'm not going into the depth of it today. I want you to see the overview. I want you to see the pattern. And I want you to see this. And this is what he says in Acts chapter 1, uh, verse 8. He says, but ye shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you shall be uh, be witnesses to me in Jerusalem, Judea, and Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. There he covers what the other gospel writers covered. Go, go to those places. So if we want to understand the fullness and the full picture of how the Great Commission is to function, we must look at all of the gospel writers and the pieces of the puzzle put together and capture the emphasis each one wanted us to understand. Matthew, sorry, Mark, preach, reach the lost. Matthew, teach, train, disciple them. John, walk in love, represent forgiveness, understand God's passion to restore and reconcile. And Luke, understand the role of the Holy Spirit and the need for the church to have the presence and the power of the Holy Spirit in what they are doing as they fulfill the Great Commission. That's the Great Commission. And we cannot neglect any one of these. We cannot lay aside any one of these. Each of them are important. And that's why there is such an emphasis in each gospel on one of these truths. Put together, they encapsulate the, the fullness of what Jesus wanted us to do in fulfilling the Great Commission and how we ought to do it. Now, I pray that stirs you up because I had it on my heart to really bring together the picture there. To just help you to understand that. And I'm going to leave it at that. I'm not going to spend any more time on it. I wanted an overview today. So let's just pray. Father God, I just thank you 
Thank you for the power of your word. Thank you that you help us to see and to understand how you wanted us to function. We didn't just send us out with a message. You wanted us to represent that message with the heart of the Father in love. And you wanted us to, to, to carry out that commission in the power and presence of the Holy Spirit. You wanted us to understand that we are to do this with you. And I give you glory. Help us to see this. Help us to understand this. Help us to fulfill the commission the way you want us to fulfill that commission. And, and I believe that we'll get the job done. And we'll be able to wrap this thing up and get on to the next stage of the good things God's got for us. And we give you the glory and we give you the honor for that, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Amen. God bless you all.